Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, March 11th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, gun control. Democrats are taking up legislation this week to walk through its likelihood of passing. Number two, President Joe Biden is set to address the nation and we have a sneak peek on what he'll say. And number three, more pressure from Dems to deliver on voting rights and the minimum wage. All right, Jake, let's get into the number one story of the day. Democrats passed their massive, massive COVID relief bill, but they are quickly turning to a laundry list of Democratic priorities. First up, gun control. Yeah, if you zoom out, like if you if you read Punchbowl News this morning and listen to what we're what we're going to talk about here is that like the base is pushing on some, as I think we put it in the newsletter, um, you know, promises that are in in some way lofty and unachievable. But you know, the, the Democrats ran on on a series of very very ambitious promises and an agenda. So on gun control, we talked to a bunch of people who are involved in the debate and and they're going to try to bring political attention to the issue, but they don't have much hope that there's any progress that, that could be made on gun control. You're talking about not that no, there's no progress, but in terms of a legislative big deal. Yeah. And, and listen, there there could be there could be progress from a um, a administrative point of view. There could be progress from uh, uh, some sort of unilateral action from the president, but but advocates have long said that's not enough. Um, that there needs to be comprehensive, or if not comprehensive, some form of gun control, gun legislation from Congress. And listen, this is the time to do it, right? If you're a Democrat, this is it. There's there's a Democratic House, Democratic Senate, and Democratic president. Um, I'm sure a lot of gun control advocates would suggest that you should blow up the filibuster and and, and get rid of the 60 vote threshold over this. And uh, because they believe and, and there's evidence that this is true, right, that this is a public health issue and people are dying at an unusually high rate. And it's an it's an epidemic. And I think that that's I think that that's something that Democrats are going to have to try to control. I mean, how do you if you're a Democrat Anna, um, tell people that. There's this massive problem, and we are going to keep the filibuster instead of solving it. That's what a lot of activists would say. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think one of the things that's interesting to think about is who the players are, right? Because a, there's a changing cast of characters who are now taking up this mantle, right? If you remember 2013, it was Senator Joe Manchin. Obviously, we talk about him all the time because of he's a moderate Democrat from West Virginia. But it was Manchin and Senator Pat Toomey, the Republican of Pennsylvania who's now retiring, that introduced that very, very, very high profile legislation about expanding background checks on commercial gun sales after the Sandy Hook massacre. But that obviously didn't end up going anywhere. And they haven't done anything recently on it. And so you see new figures starting to emerge. Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, one of the biggest advocates for new gun laws in Congress. He said he's taking he's talking to several of his GOP Senate colleagues about potential compromise on background checks. Um, but those those are really in the early phase. I think another person to watch is Senator Richard Blumenthal, also from Connecticut. You know, you have Dick Durbin of Illinois, who's planning a series of hearings on guns and gun violence. But again, the bottom line right now, it does not look like there is going to be any true movement on a, a, ma- a big gun control legislation, legislative 
uh, initiative going forward at, at this time. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think it's an important. And let me just add one more thing here. Even if they did blow up the filibuster, I'm not sure they can get a gun control uh, bill through a Congress like this. I mean, you have Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. Uh, John Tester, uh, some people who have been even Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Bernie Sanders has been um, not as not in the Democratic um, mainstream of the base on gun control, and that's a regional thing. He's from Vermont, where there's gun where gun uh, ownership is is more common than it is in you know perhaps you know I don't know Massachusetts. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, don't offend you. Whatever you say next is going to offend some states. So. With that, let's move to the number two story of the day. Joe Biden taking a victory lap with a primetime address tonight to commemorate the one year anniversary of the COVID-19 shutdown. Obviously, the passage of this massive relief bill. What do you think he's going to say? Well, he's going to say a few things. He's going to I uh, this is to commemorate the uh, shutdown, which was, I believe, my last day in the Capitol last year before kind of four or five weeks off was March 13th. So we're just about there, um, you know, give or take a few days. And here's what uh, how the White House is previewing it. Trump, uh, not Trump. <laughs> Joe Biden will talk about the sacrifice made by the American people, 500,000 lost and the millions whose lives have been changed by the pandemic. Uh, This has been the greatest operational challenge the country has faced and the work his team, Joe Biden's team, has done to rapidly increase the number of vaccinations, vaccinators and vaccination sites up and running. Uh, And he'll lay out the next steps to get the pandemic under control level with the American people. That's what's still required to defeat the virus and provide a hopeful vision of what is possible if we all come together. Um, So I'd like to hear some legislative priorities. I mean, I I think that's what a lot of people in Washington want to hear. I'm not sure that we're going to get that. We might get it in some way, shape or form because the president has said he wants a build back to use his term terms, a build back kind of um, uh, agenda here after after the covid relief package, the nearly two trillion dollar package, which the Democrats have have branded as a rescue package, not meant to build back, but to uh, keep the the bounce back steady, so to speak. All right. The number three story of the morning for us is a couple of other real liberal priorities. When you look at it, uh, the kind of the panacea of what Democrats are trying to accomplish here. Number one, the $15 minimum wage. Number two, election law changes, revisions to that. And those are both going to be on the table today. Yeah, the um, the $15 minimum wage, the a group Fight for 15 is taking out a full page ad in the New York Times, very subtle, which we call the donor paper because that's what Democratic donors tend to read. Um, pushing for the $15 minimum wage won't happen because even some Democrats are against the $15 minimum wage. That's number one. Uh, Mark Elias and uh, is going to speak at a Democratic lunch today. Uh, uh, and Cheryl and Eiffel of the NAACP Defense Fund uh, are going to speak speak at a virtual Democratic Senate Democratic Caucus lunch. That's their they are voting rights advocates, lawyers. Mark Elias is kind of the premier Democratic um, election lawyer, and they will speak about all sorts of voting rights issues. Um, so again, a little bit of a little bit of pressure from the base, trying to manage the pressure from the base, and. Um, uh, and that's that's interesting to watch. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think in particular on the $15 minimum wage, it's going to be very interesting. It's not an issue. Just because that issue fell out of this big package on COVID relief doesn't mean that it's over. Certainly from the advocate position, you know, we pressed uh, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain earlier this week in an interview that we had uh, at a virtual event on, you know, is there some kind of a compromise for Joe Biden to get an $11 minimum wage, for example, you know, where you could really see potentially some Republicans get on board with that. So certainly something to watch. I also think it's just interesting that they are, you know, this bill is barely, you know, inked and they're already pressuring Joe Biden's Washington to get back into the fight here. And it's it's going to be something that you're, I think, going to see often with some of these Democratic activists where they are going to hold these, you know, Democratic lawmakers who ran on promises, ran on long held Democratic you know, beliefs and, you know, that it's time to get something done, even though they have such small um, majorities. And, I, you know, we'll see how long they can kind of keep them at bay and not completely frustrated that what they want to get done isn't getting done. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.